Welcome to the Yoga Inspired Life Podcast. I'm your host, Shayla Quinn, and together we'll go on a journey of self-discovery as we explore all of the inner workings of what it means to live an inspired life. Join me for solo episodes and conversations with special guests for real, authentic deep dives into all things yoga, wellness, self-love, mindfulness, and everything in between. If you're ready to get inspired, learn, grow, evolve, to connect, and up-level your life, then you've come to the right place. I am beyond excited that you're here, so let's dive in. Hi, babe. Welcome back to the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I am coming at you today with pretty low energy, if I'm going to be honest with you. And my plan for today's episode is just to keep it casual. I was actually going to skip this week and give myself a little bit of a break, just given everything that's been happening in my life. But I woke up this morning and realized that regardless of whether I'm experiencing highs or lows, I want to continue to show up for you and for myself. And I also feel like there are some valuable lessons and teachable moments within what I'm going through. So here I am showing up for you and for me. I'm hoping to keep this casual, trying to let go of my perfectionism and just speak from the heart. Let this be a little messy and hopefully this message will reach those of you that need to hear it. I also want to acknowledge that I know that not all of you that listen to the podcast are on social media. And if you're not on social media or not watching my YouTube videos or not following me on Instagram, then there's a good chance that you're feeling a little lost right now. You're probably like, what is going on, Shayla? So let me fill you in briefly. And I also just want to preface this. We'll get into this in this episode, hopefully. But my life is overall good, but I am and have been facing some things that I would consider challenges, some heartbreak, and some lows. And the biggest one is that my dog, Penny Lane, who has been with me for 10 years, she's been through so many phases of life with me. We've moved together five times to five different apartments, survived an abusive and toxic relationship, left a toxic job, moved across the country, We've done so much together. She's She's been with me for so many years and she's been such an amazing companion and she's been my family when I felt like I didn't have any. She's been there for me consistently, regardless of what I'm going through or how I'm showing up, I'm getting emotional. About a month ago, she was diagnosed with an incurable form of cancer and the diagnosis itself was heartbreaking. And it's been devastating over the last few weeks to witness her health decline so quickly and to feel so hopeless and helpless in regards to fixing this for her. And I'll also say that, you know, I share an incredible amount of my life, but not everything I experience is shared on the internet. And I think that even just that admission is a great reminder to myself and to those of you listening that you never know what somebody is going through. You never know what they're going through in their life. Whether it looks like it or not, somebody could be going through some serious challenges and struggles. And that is why it is so imperative to lead with kindness and compassion. And this whole thing with my dog is earth shattering in a way, but that's just the half of it. There are a few other things that I've been experiencing that 
I'm not going to be sharing with you, but it's just to give you an idea that it's felt like for me, everything is just happening all at once. It's felt like a lot. It's like that saying, when it rains, it pours, you know? But the interesting thing is that, like I said before, my life isn't all bad. It's not all bad stuff. And I don't know that I've ever experienced this before in my life where I'm experiencing high highs and low lows simultaneously. When I reflect back, my life has either been all bad and it's all lows and I'm super depressed and down and nothing is going my way or it's all good, it's all ups, I'm super happy, everything is going my way. There's never really been a mix of the two or perhaps there was and with time I've gotten perspective and I'm just categorizing it in a certain way. I don't really know. It's hard to say. I'm leaning more towards like that's the truth though. Because life is made up of highs and lows, but it's all about your perspective. It's all about how you choose to navigate the highs and lows. But regardless, I have lately felt like I'm experiencing life in this new way with these high highs and low lows happening simultaneously. And that's been an interesting thing to navigate. I'm obviously grateful that... There are some bright spots in my life still, despite the challenges, but it's been interesting to see some duality play out in my life right before my eyes. And I actually did a podcast episode on duality and the theory that two things can be true at the same time. That is episode 148, if you want to go back and give that a listen or re-listen, but it's kind of been a mindfuck. Excuse my language, but I I just don't know how else to explain it. It has been weird to feel happy in a lot of ways while simultaneously feeling really, really sad. And so when I woke up this morning and had this intuitive nudge to chat to you, I thought that we could just talk about navigating the highs and lows of life. I think there are a lot of resources available to people who are just experiencing lows in their life, but I haven't been able to come across a ton in regards to experiencing both at the same time. Life can feel like a roller coaster sometimes. And I do always try to remind you as often as possible that you have to try to ride the waves with as much grace as possible. But I know that that can be challenging sometimes especially when the waves start to feel like a tsunami. But life's highs and lows contribute to our growth. They're necessary. The highs and lows contribute to our wisdom and resilience and our capacity to love. They can also be a catalyst for us to get more present and more grateful. And ultimately, they can be an opportunity for us to Remember the impermanence of everything because nothing in this life is permanent. So when you're experiencing the highs, really savoring those highs and staying in the moment because you know that they will pass. But also when you're experiencing the lows and remembering this too shall pass, I think you can find meaning in every experience, but you have to approach these highs and lows of life with a willingness to get curious and an attitude of gratitude. And I titled this episode Navigating the Highs and Lows of Life, but I kind of feel like navigating the highs of life seems to be easier, right? Because we are elated and excited and inspired and filled up 
And I know that experiencing highs and expanding past your edges can bring about its own issues, right? Especially if you have limiting beliefs and stuff like that. But the lows are an entirely different story because it's challenging to keep your composure when you feel like one or more things in your world are crumbling. And I guess my hope with this episode or my intention rather for this episode is to offer some wisdom and support and some ideas for ways that you can support yourself, whether you are experiencing a string of lows or highs and lows simultaneously. Because over the past few weeks, I've done a lot of self-reflection, a lot of going inwards. I've experienced a roller coaster of emotions The grief comes in waves. I feel like I've been all over the map lately and I compiled my thoughts in my journal this morning and I thought that I would share some tips with you. First and foremost, acknowledging my feelings has been super helpful. It's essential to recognize and find contentment with your emotions. Whether you're feeling overwhelmed, happy, sad, angry, scared, Knowledge is power. You know, I say that within terms of manifesting and transforming your life. And it's also powerful in this context because when you can name your feelings and name your emotions, you can separate your identity from your emotions, right? I am feeling sad or I am feeling angry instead of becoming the anger or becoming the sadness, And I feel like doing that for myself has allowed me to create a little bit of distance between myself and the emotion, which makes it a little less all-consuming. The other thing I've found incredibly helpful is having a support system. Reaching out and asking for help or seeking support from my friends, family, loved ones is not the first thing that comes to mind. And that is something that I'm working on. I always joke with my circle of people in my life that I have a tendency to suffer in silence. And part of me is like, you know, some things I do need to do and deal with alone. And that's a great thing to acknowledge. But I also think that there is so much power in seeking support. Lean on your friends, lean on your significant other, lean on your family, lean on your support system. Talking with people who you trust can just provide so much emotional support and different perspectives. And I've just found that having a solid support system is incredibly helpful. On that same note, if you feel as though whatever you're experiencing is too big for your support system, maybe you can seek out some therapy. I know that's not always available to everybody, but that's a really great option as well. I think that there is something to be said about connecting and leaning on others in those moments where you're feeling low. Or frankly, even when you're experiencing highs and you're excited, share with the people in your life that you trust. It feels good to celebrate the highs and it also feels really good to share the lows and seek support. The other thing I've been working on this week too is more self-compassion. It can be hard to not beat yourself up when you're not feeling like yourself, right? Or if you start to get out of routine because you feel emotionally exhausted because of whatever you're going through. But you have to treat yourself with the same understanding and kindness that you would offer to a friend. The self-blame and the beating yourself up is not productive and it's just going to add more fuel to the fire. So try to be compassionate with yourself 
Remind yourself that this too shall pass and just try to meet yourself where you're at right now. In that same vein, I think it's also equally important to set realistic expectations for yourself. When you are experiencing lows or tragedies or challenges, it's important to loosen your grip a little and lighten your load a tad. When you're experiencing lows in life, it's taking a lot of mental energy and we only have so much energy every day. Our energy is finite. So if you're doing mental gymnastics every day over whatever it is that you're going through, you have to give yourself a little bit of a break. So see if you can break down tasks into smaller, more manageable steps, manage your expectations, see if you can do a little less. Give yourself time and space to move through whatever it is that you're feeling. Speaking of movement, that makes me think of our physical well-being. Because I don't know about you, but when I'm going through something, typically the first thing that goes is my focus on nourishing my body, my sleep is messed up, and I start skipping my workouts. (laughs) Which, you know, hey, if part of you practicing self-compassion means you need to skip a workout because you don't have the energy, by all means do that. But for me at least, at a certain point, it becomes more hurtful than helpful. And after a week or two of very little movement, I realized that my movement practice is something that makes me feel good, right? It increases my endorphins. I feel a sense of accomplishment. I feel empowered and confident. And that is something that I need to continue to engage in regardless of whether I'm experiencing high highs or low lows or highs and lows simultaneously. Your physical and mental well-being are interconnected. You must Make sure you're getting enough sleep, you're drinking enough water, you're nourishing your body, and engaging in some sort of movement practice. I also feel like within my movement practice, if I can focus on my breath, it becomes a meditation in motion. And that action can oftentimes help me gain perspective on whatever it is that I'm going through. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself always. But it's especially important when you are facing challenges. We don't want to put more stress on the body by not eating enough or eating stuff that is taking up more energy from your body to break down or not getting enough sleep or over drinking or doing whatever it is that's detrimental to your health. The other thing I've found really helpful too is to come back to my bliss list and my The Yoga Inspired Life program girlies will know exactly what I'm talking about. But this is essentially coming back to the things that bring you joy and relaxation doing things that raise your vibration. Even if you're feeling a little sad while you're doing them, show up for the things that typically bring you joy, whether it's getting outside or listening to music or spending time with friends or engaging in a hobby. Doing things that bring you joy can not only provide a positive distraction, but again, it'll help raise your energetic vibration. And when you're feeling low, we gotta lean into the things that lift you up. Really doing my best to stay present has also been challenging, but important. So really leaning into my mindfulness and meditation practices. When you're experiencing lows, I think it's easy to start to get carried away with what's happening next or even letting your mind travel back into the past of what did I miss? Did I not do enough? Did I do something wrong? Coming back to the here and now can help you gain perspective and savor what you do have right now. For example, with Penny, I really started to spiral out thinking about life without her. And even uttering those words makes me feel anxious and sad. 
And on the one hand, I do think it's good to mentally prepare yourself for what's to come. You don't want to do it so much so that it takes you away from the present moment because in this situation with Penny, she's still here. And if I get too wrapped up in the what's happening next, which unfortunately is inevitable, and I sadly don't know that I have very much more time with her, if I'm too focused on the next chapter, I'm going to miss this current chapter, right? So do your best to stay present. Focus on your breath. Focus on the here and now. The mind loves to time travel. It loves to hang out in the past, and it loves to run out into the future. And it's bound to do that. But it's your job to consciously recognize when your mind is wandering and spiraling out and causing more suffering for you than there needs to be, and to instead redirect it to your breath, come back to the present moment, focus on gratitude, focus on what is right now. Speaking of gratitude, this has been one of the most beneficial things for me during this time. I actually just recently did a podcast episode all about gratitude. That is episode 167. If you have not yet listened to that, go and give it a listen. Or if you already did listen, listen to it again. Because gratitude makes you magnetic. Gratitude is one of the highest vibrational feelings that you can embody. And gratitude can help you put things into perspective in a myriad of ways. Coming back to all of the things that I do have to be grateful for, and even in regards to Penny, instead of focusing on the fact that our time together will soon end, focusing on the 10 years that we got together and how many amazing moments we had together and how much joy she's brought to my life and gratitude for me finding her and adopting her and giving her 10 amazing years. All of this has helped me feel a little better about the entire situation as a whole. It obviously doesn't take the pain away or the grief of loss away, but I am at least able to find some semblance of peace when I lean into gratitude. The last couple of things I wrote down were focus on what you can control and find acceptance for what you cannot. I think it's really important to concentrate on the aspects of your life that you have control over. And while you might not be able to change certain things, you can control how you respond to them. You have a choice in your perspective. You have a choice to lean into gratitude. You have a choice to lead with self-compassion and find the deeper meaning or lesson within whatever it is that you're facing. Also being of service has been majorly helpful. I think it's easy when you are experiencing a low or even a high, but to get super self-involved. Humans in general are selfish beings. We're always thinking about ourselves, whether or not we mean it in a selfish way. We are. And so instead of getting stuck in whatever it is that you're going through and woe is me and me, 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 how can you be of service to somebody else? Anytime I'm personally experiencing a low in my life, I lean into random acts of kindness because I think that making an effort to brighten somebody else's day can oftentimes raise your own vibration and bring you joy. So maybe you send a handwritten card to a loved one or you treat the stranger in line behind you to their coffee or maybe you bring a friend fresh flowers for no reason. What can you do to be of service to somebody else? How can you uplift somebody else? I also think getting creative is really helpful. 
channeling your emotions into creative outlets like writing or drawing or any kind of art or music is really powerful. Expressing yourself creatively can be so therapeutic and it can really help you process your feelings. And lastly, do what you can to shift your perspective and see what you can learn from your current circumstances. View these challenges and hardships as opportunities for personal growth. See if you can reflect on the lessons that are available from the situation and focus on building resilience and strength and focus on deepening your capacity to love instead of getting sucked into the heaviness of it. Of course, doing this doesn't make it less heavy. It doesn't make it hurt any less, and it's not necessarily meant to, but it's instead an opportunity for you to make this more than just a tragedy. So even with Penny, while her diagnosis and what we've been going through and what will inevitably happen is all sad, hurtful, hard, heartbreaking, and it's not what I would have wanted, it is happening, right? So I'm finding acceptance for what I cannot control. I have no control over this. And instead of focusing on the fact that I have no control and that I'm upset, that I don't want it to happen, that I'm hurting, I'm trying to shift my perspective and focus on the lesson that is here, which is, gosh, things can change in an instant. I need and want to savor each moment that I am gifted. And wow, good health is everything. For as many days as I have my health, I will celebrate that and enjoy that. And I will not take that for granted, as well as realizing that everyone and everything is impermanent. And knowing that inspires me to love a little harder. And it inspires me to make a better effort to reach out to the people that I care about and let them know that I love them. And it makes me want to seize the day and make the most of the time that I am gifted. And I'm sure there are many more amazing, powerful lessons within this situation, as well as in the other things that I'm going through, but those are just the things that come to mind. But again, you know, highs and lows in life are inevitable. And it's up to us to approach them with as much grace and compassion as we can and ride the waves because there will be waves. There will be highs and lows. We need the lows just as much as we need the highs. Life is dynamic and it ebbs and flows. And just know that if you are going through something, I'm sending you so much love. I also just wanted to say thank you so, so much for all of the love and support on my Instagram and YouTube channel in regards to Penny. I really, really appreciate it. I assume that people that don't have dogs might not totally understand what I'm going through, but I've seen so many beautiful messages from those of you who are dog people and you can relate and resonate with what I'm going through and even non-dog people (laughs) reaching out and sharing love and support. And it really means so much to me. And yeah, thank you for being patient with me while I navigate this as well as the other things I'm currently experiencing and just holding space for me to be imperfect and holding space for me to be human. All right, I'm gonna love you and leave you. I hope you found this episode helpful. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day or night whenever you're listening and I will catch you in next week's episode. 
And that's a wrap on another episode of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I hope you got something valuable from it and feel empowered to take inspired action. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with me today. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I loved creating it, then please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know of anyone that would benefit from the podcast, I would love it if you would share it with them. I always say that we rise by lifting others, and this is a totally independent podcast, so every little bit of support truly means so much to me. If you're looking for more, let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Shayla Quinn. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you again for listening, and I'll catch you next week.